All right, everyone, we are finally going to talk about money. Money. I have this one episode with Ken Honda who talks about thinking your money and is your money smiling. It's at CandiceWu.com slash Ken Honda. And it is probably the most popular episode that I have. I mean, granted that uh, my editor, Chris Spiegel, also talked about it on his YouTube channel uh, because I think that the topic inspired him. And then it referred to my YouTube channel and the podcast, but really it's because of Ken and what he brought to the show. We had a fun conversation, so check it out if you're interested. He really uh, talks about your relationship with money and whether or not your money, the energy of money around you is smiling or if it's feeling differently. And to thank your money, thank it coming in and thank it going out. Arigato in, arigato out. I love that episode. And um, during that conversation, I remember telling Ken that I was ready to write a book about money. And this book about money has been sitting there for a while. And if you've been listening to the podcast or touching in with me, when I was in Mexico, I was writing it like crazy. I was just letting whatever come to me about it. I was organizing it. I was just feeling so motivated about it. And then I left Mexico and I just felt done with it. Not done like I had completed it, but I didn't want to turn back and look at it at all. And I just let myself do that. I just trust if it's meant to come through, it will come through. And... I get comments from my listeners, from you out there all the time saying you're interested in more episodes about money. That's been really encouraging. I got emails as well. Thank you so much for sharing your interest in this topic, particularly about how you can heal your relationship with money, with abundance, how you can truly step into harmony with the energy of money. And recently, it has come up with a couple of people around me where they've talked about this feeling that money is not a topic they really want to talk about, and they feel maybe ashamed for talking about money, like they should feel more soulful, where money and the spirit are in conflict with each other. And actually, I've had a recent experience where somebody attacked me in a sense or projected certain judgments on me because I I claimed my right to receive for what I offer in the world. And I got these um, statements that I was a hypocrite and that I was... um, In the sense, without them saying it, it felt like the energy of someone saying, if you're spiritual and if you're empathetic, you can't ask me for money. And you shouldn't. And so this idea that if you are spiritual, you can't also want money, have it, or ask for it. And I think it's all bullshit. And it's 
historically, at least in my lifetime and up to now, there's just been so many different beliefs about money that make us in conflict with it and leave us out of alignment with the fullness of our abundance and our abundant nature. The Embody Podcast accompanies you on your journey of remembering and embodying your true nature, integration and alignment with your vibrational clarity, self-love, and living a life of beauty and wholeness. It's a menu of transformative healing tools, experientials, meditations, and practices from a blend of family constellations, somatic therapies, and holistic and spiritual practices sprinkled with vulnerable conversations with people who have the courage to be themselves, alive now episodes with updates on my personal process, and reverie episodes that are spiritual succulents that honor, reveal, hug, shake, or stir you into love. I'm your host, Candice Wu, integrative and intuitive healing facilitator and artist. When you work on your relationship with money, you're actually working on your spirit and your soul and the wounds of the soul that block you from the true essence of your divinity, of the source of you, of your wholeness. Because you have a right to live just because you do exist already. And you have a place in this world. And when you're aligned with that place, in that space, in the full trust of your life and your journey and why you are here, whether or not you know why you're here, but if you're surrendering to that, there is a rightful abundance that is yours. I wholeheartedly believe that. And abundance includes more than just money. But when we inflate money to be everything, to be our God, to be the thing that is our source, we have lost sense of source as ourselves, that we are source and we're source energy. We are the creative force in the world that exists as us, you as you particularly. And that is a gift in itself. And when you claim the fullness of yourself and the gifts that you are, there's an experience here that's going to give you everything. And it may not be everything you think in your mind, but it may be the right experience that is yours to have. I guess I can't really say that entirely, but this is what I believe. Because I only know my experience and what I observe, but I have this feeling of knowing about that. So what is your relationship with money thus far? If you stand and look at money as if it were a person, what do you see and feel in relation? What does it feel towards you? Are you grasping it? Are you choking it? Are you saying, I want you, but you're evil? Are you saying, you can't bring me joy truly? Are you saying, I need you so badly, 
and I can't, I don't have you. I lack money. I don't have any, I don't have enough. Oh, there's so many beliefs that we could be placing on money. And bottom line, money is an energy. Money is the energy of whatever we place on it. It will take on any unconscious and conscious beliefs that you have about it and show you exactly what you believe. It will show you exactly who you believe you are and how you relate to yourself and the abundance in and around you. So if there's a belief that I don't have enough, then money is going to reflect it. If there's a belief that money is a source of suffering and divides people, it will form itself to that, or you will see that through it in some ways or experience it. If there's a worrying about it being there, then it will match that vibration and give you the experience of worrying. It will be the outpouring of your inner experience. So back to when we inflate money to God and we then believe that the source of our well-being and the source of things is money, then we have just narrowed our entire experience of the fullness of all these things around us that can give us joy, sustenance, life force, support, resource. We've narrowed it to one channel, and that's money, and where money provides everything. I can hear this when people say, okay, well then if I just choose to go straight for joy and what I desire, then maybe I would like to do X, Y, and Z or have X, Y, and Z. But I need money to get there. And one response I have to that is consider that as part of the reflection of your beliefs. That you need money in order to get X, Y, and Z, or to experience X, Y, and Z. And how you get the money is part of your belief paradigm. If you believe that, well, then the only way is to work hard, save my money, and then I can earn it. That is definitely one really good way of building your money and getting and experiencing what you want in your life. And I've seen people suffer for it. And I've seen people succeed for it. And what I want to say is there are other ways of receiving exactly what you want. There are unexpected ways that this can land into your space. For example, if you want to travel, but you feel you can't afford that Airbnb or uh, the flight, and you need to save your money and this is the only way and you suffer because of it. First, that's a different experience if you feel joyful about the whole process of saving and working towards it. Great. If you do, great. Then there's nothing, you know, to worry about. But if you're wanting more or another way, 
maybe open to the idea of synchronicity and alignment and that things can land in your space unexpectedly. Money can land at your doorstep. And I don't just mean winning the lottery, but maybe you receive something that you sell and then you get exactly what you need. Maybe a friend or a friend of a friend offers something, offers you a space that you can go and visit unexpectedly. So your resources of connection, the resource of synchronicity, the resource of your relationships, of spirits or guides unexpectedly making things happen, whether or not you believe in that, maybe maybe it's there. And the resource of nature that can bring you to a different state of being and a relationship with the world around you that suddenly lets you feel easeful enough that you follow your intuition and then you land in a place where this is exactly what you wanted. Just for example. So I want to talk a lot more about our relationship with money and how we can look at that, restore it to its balance, bring money back into the fold of one of the many resources of abundance that we do have and where it's not the sole source of our needs and desires, but it's one of the many, and it is one that can support the joy in your life. Rather than bringing suffering and relating to it, that it brings suffering or that it's evil or that it's earthly or some other judgment, impure, that it can be part of a soulful journey, part of a joyful life, that it is here to support the fullness of your being and the fullness of your expression and who you are. And if that is your focus, if you are your focus and loving yourself, deconstructing the beliefs that block you from deep connection with who you are and let your authentic self come forward You step into your place in this world. You step into your place in your ancestry, in your being. That is your alignment. That's the state of being, of receiving. And the flow of everything landing in its right place. Trusting your journey. Tosha Silver wrote a really wonderful book on this, and it's called It's Not Your Money. And if you really just take the title, that is the essential seed of the book. It's not your money. None of it is your money. No money that you have is yours, truly. Nothing you have is really yours. There is no security, in a sense, in money 
And if you derive your safety and security and stability from money as your source, you will really miss out on a deeper sense of security within and in your spirit, in your connection with the whole. And if there's a fear that you aren't secure without money, it will show itself. It will show itself and that money will go away, perhaps. This last little commentary is kind of more my commentary in uh, response to the book. But in the book, It's Not Your Money, she's really saying surrender to this material that is energetically connected with you and that will come and go as you need it to go in the journey of your soul in your life. That if you just give it up and surrender, if you have money issues or if you have a need, if you surrender it up, offer it up, instead of being in the struggle, you're entering the vibration of trust and surrender. And the chances are that all that comes to you It's just entering the stream of your own energetic clarity where your state of being is full and open and ready to receive. It's when you offer and you open yourself up to receive and you feel worthy of that, trusting of that. When you've worked out some of the unconscious stuff that gets in the way, then I do find that all that you really desire does come forward. And sometimes your desires change. So it may not be as it seems in this moment. So this is just the beginning of a longer and deeper conversation about money And I just want to leave with this image that I've been presented in my life that has shaped my experiences, wounds, as well as my awareness and clarity in this last couple of years about my relationship with money and what I project into it. And it is the image of my parents. What I've begun to witness in the last couple of years is how much suffering the father side of my family has had, the father line. And I'm not going to go too deep into it, but when I touched into the story that money had to share with me through the father side of my family, it was that money was divisive and it hurt people. It was used to divide people in the family. It was used against each other. They fought about money. And my dad was also part of it. It was really hard to witness. And I became some, I I received some of those messages and ways of relating to money. And as I began to heal some of that, I noticed that my father connects with money as the source of his security and stability. He's done an amazing job of working hard to build what he has and to give to me in a lot of ways. And he isolates himself 
but make sure that money, money is like top of mind all the time. Actually, when he asked me about the book I'm writing, he was like, well, is it going to make you money? (laughs) And I was like, oh, I don't know. But that's not why I'm writing it. It's more about joy now. And I can't really judge. I'm not trying to judge because before his generation, there was a lot of poorness. My grandparents were poor and they made something of themselves by working hard and being smart and resourceful and creative. And so there's a way that my dad has benefited from that. And anyway, the observation is that Money is his security. And if he ever needs something, he seems to have enough money to have it or to get himself out of a bind. Or um, he has created a retirement and planned for the future in a way that he feels secure about. And the interesting thing is, uh, I had a guest, Robert Moss, And he talked about being in his 70s and having had the same setup, or I mean, had a setup where he felt stable and he had this nice retirement built with his wife and that unexpectedly, a good chunk of it is gone. And he had at that time been called to accelerate in his loving, in his uh, process of loving himself and what came up and that money wasn't going to provide him the stability that he wanted. You couldn't borrow security from money. You couldn't take a loan, so to say. So I hope it works out for my dad. Uh, I mean, what is working out anyway? Because I believe he will experience whatever his soul, his spirit needs to whatever he's set up for himself will have its um, will have its outpouring. So my mom, on the other hand, she began to worry about money a couple of years ago. And I don't believe that she ever really worried about money growing up, maybe because my dad was doing all the worrying. They had split up about mm, 11 years ago. She always wanted to donate her money, donate her time, give. And money through the mother line to me felt like we give what we have, we share it, we connect with each other, we help each other, we will all get through this together. And my father's family, actually, his primary family growing up, his parents, my great-grandparents, died of starvation. So there was also poorness coming from that side, starvation. And yet my mom came out with really strong sense of community and security in relationships, security in knowing that um, things can happen differently than just working hard and building a savings. And when she started to worry about money, I pointed it out to her how she has a sister that would take her in in a heartbeat. She has each of her kids that would help in any way financially. 
She also has a nice solid savings. She has friends that, you know, she said it herself that she would just go and work for them if she needed to, like do housekeeping and make a couple of bucks. And that really helped her to understand and come into her own abundance, love, the way that her love comes outward that gives her resource and returns to her in ways that she may not need a giant lump sum of money later in life or any time really, but that she can trust in her own loving to get her through life. And this picture of my father and my mother next to each other is just completely opposite. And I rest somewhere, um, of course, in between, but I'm much more on the side of of surrender and trusting that things can happen really unexpectedly. So maybe I've even taken it a couple of notches mm, farther or differently than my mother because my mother still has some of those worries or still working on them. And I begin to now just trust that life has its way for me. And that if I just keep on coming into my own energy, the state of being that is most alive for me, healing any wounds or blockages and unconscious stuff that does emerge along the way, that every time, every layer I do that, more comes to me. Maybe that's in more clients or in appreciation from people or a donation comes for the podcast. Thank you very much. Uh, Or unexpected things just land in my place, like how I ended up in Mexico in the most beautiful condo through my mom's friend. So my mom's resources also come into my life, and I'm so grateful for that. But trusting that I am the source, and if I open and stay in my alignment or come into it, that what I need will be there. And that money is one piece of that larger picture of harmonious alignment or abundance. And that I'll have what I need when I need it. I'll have enough. I can even want more or want a lot of money. That's okay But there's not necessarily a need unless it's for something. So I'll talk more about all that later. And some of these things are still, these ideas are still forming in me, which is, I think, why I had to take a break from the book, let it incubate on its own without conscious focus. But I feel ready to speak a little more about it and uh, also hear your ideas about money, about your relationship with money, what you found in terms of your own abundance and how to be receptive, how to receive what you desire, specifically related to abundance and money. So there's an episode, three episode series that connects with this and it's about giving well it's actually in the order of taking receiving and giving and it's at candice.com slash t3 
taking. And then as you can guess it, the next two are slash receiving slash giving. And those episodes are particularly related to this because if you cannot do all three of those, then the flow of abundance may be off balance or out of balance for you. We do need to know how to take. It is an exercise of the body, a movement of the body that's essential. If you can't take that cookie, well, it won't just land in your mouth. (laughs) We do need to be able to receive and open to that and just allow things to flow into us. And we do need to be able to give so that the flow, the currency, the in and out has a clear channel through us. We as a conduit of the love, of the joy that wants to be moved through money or moved through, exchanged through things that we give or our energy or attention. So that also leads to, uh, at best at the moment, I believe that money is the exchange of joy from one person to another. And inherently in that statement, it means that the person giving it or exchanging it, that it's leaving their hands with joy and that you're receiving it with joy. And the same goes for when you give it or pay for something, that there's joy in the exchange, that you desire to pay for something, you desire to compensate for whatever you are receiving, or just to give it. And that's a joyful or delightful, playful, loving experience. And that, well, we can't control how others receive it, so that's just up to them. But in the ideal form, that they could receive the joy as well. Wouldn't that be nice? So if you have thoughts about money or things stir up in you, feel free to reach out to me at embody at or post on social media, Facebook, Instagram, LinkedIn. And uh, I'd love to hear from you. I'd love to hear any issues you have around money, challenges, experiences that really provoked you or brought you to a new understanding what you have found in this life. Thanks so much for listening. It's wonderful to have you here and I will see you next time on the Embody Podcast. <laughs>